You're listening to Mike Check, a podcast by Third Wave Fund. For over 25 years, Third Wave has resourced youth-led gender justice organizations that philanthropy has consistently left behind. We do this work because we know when directly impacted communities have the resources they need to come together and dream up our shared liberation, they have the capacity to build stronger organizations and movements for social change. Whatever your relationship is to philanthropy, we're glad you're tuning in to hear directly from queer, trans, intersex, and sex-working organizers and activists on their movement origin stories, what their day-to-day work is like, and how we, and especially those in the funder sphere, can best support them, not just in moments of crisis, but for the long haul. I'm your host, Priya Didlani. Today, we're so excited to reflect on and celebrate the importance of leadership transitions, the hopefulness of co-director models, and the inspiring legacy our current co-directors, Anna Connor and Kiyomi Fujikawa, will be leaving behind as they transition out of their roles at Third Wave Fund at the beginning of 2024. We'll be hearing from one of Third Wave's founders, Amy Richards, Program Officer at the Foundation for Just Society, Paulina Helm Hernandez, the current co-chairs of our advisory council, Loan Tran and Audra Sankofiatete, former director of Third Wave Fund, Rai Young, and the executive director at New York Foundation, Ricky Mananzala. We'll be also hearing from a few current Third Wave staff members, including communications officer, Monica Trinidad, and, the, and our development associate, Jillian Jacobs, as they reflect on how they and our organization has grown and shifted in the last five years. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment and ground us in the history of Third Wave that has led us here. You can also check out a more detailed walkthrough of the last 25 years by exploring an immersive timeline on our website at www.thirdwavefund.org history. So, the story of Third Wave started back in 1992 when a group of young feminists, including Rebecca Walker, Shannon Liss Riordan, and many others, created Third Wave Direct Action Corporation to mobilize young folks. They prioritized responding to letters from young feminists across the country, making narrative interventions in mainstream media, building up the organization, and fundraising for projects led by and for women. A few years later, responding to the philanthropic sector's shocking statistic that less than 4% of all philanthropic dollars moved towards programs serving young women and girls, Catherine Gund, Don Lundy Martin, Amy Richards, and Rebecca Walker launched a new entity called Third Wave Fund. Soon, Third Wave Fund and Third Wave Direct Action Corporation morphed together to create Third Wave Foundation, combining the activist spirit of direct action with the philanthropic focus of the fund. Over the next few years, Third Wave Foundation distributed thousands in grants towards emergency funding for abortions, scholarships, building young women-led reproductive rights organizations, and general operating support for women-led groups and projects. In 2000, Third Wave Fund launched ROMES, which stands for Reaching Out Across Movements, a politically engaging trip that brought young women activists together with progressive organizations in regions that were historically underfunded by national foundations. After the financial crisis of 2008 and threatened with total closure in 2013, Third Wave was left with the option to either redistribute the remainder of our assets and close, 
or start from scratch and relaunch. After deep conversations with our grantees at the time about what we should do, we heard a resounding call for us to continue to exist because of the need for radical voices in philanthropy pushing gender justice forward. Third Wave Fund relaunched in 2014 with Ra Young at the helm as, exec- as executive director and by 2015 launched the Mobilized Power Fund and the Flush Transphobia Fund, two rapid response funding sources for youth-led gender justice organizations fighting for liberation on the front lines. We'll fast forward a little bit to Third Wave Fund in its current iteration, with our co-directors Anna Connor and Kiyomi Fujikawa, who were passed the baton in 2018. Just last year, we celebrated our 25th anniversary and moved nearly 3 million to 97 groups, organizations, and coalitions across the U.S. Now, in 2023, and Anna and Kiyomi's last year as our co-directors, We'd like to spend this episode hearing from some brilliant leaders who got together virtually earlier this year to celebrate Third Wave Fund's legacy and future, and who have been at our side for so long, witnessing, advising, and cheering on our growth over these last 25 years, and particularly during Anna and Kiyomi's time in leadership. Let's hear first from Amy Richards, one of Third Wave's co-founders. You know, in my own journey with third wave there's sort of like turning points that i think have been crucial in in organizing and advocacy and you know i feel like i can shout them out because they really don't have anything to do with me <laughs> um third wave you know began with i think a very simple idea i mean there was the the, the very first iteration of third wave was freedom summer 92 which was a cross country voter registration drive um and quickly thereafter came the third wave direct action fund and then came the third wave Fund and Third Wave Foundation, but I would say the 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 initial idea was to elevate the voices of young people and to show that they are powerful and instrumental voices in political and social justice change. And it it sounds very simple, but that was not an easy idea to to implement, even within progressive circles. And um, I would say that it's still a challenge, but we're we're doing a a better and better job. Um, one of the next things that I think Third Wave did so well was to really embody the reproductive justice frame. A lot of organizations adapted the language but didn't change their, their policies um, to reflect that language change. And gender justice, trans inclusivity, having young people authentically involved in all aspects of leadership and really believing that they were the change agents that people kind of committed to on paper, but did not commit to in, in practice. Um, and Rome's was a highlight. Um, and I think that the significance of Rome's, and this has stayed with third wave, is inverting that kind of pyramid of philanthropy that, you know, sitting in our our beautiful or not beautiful offices, you know, we were dependent on people reaching out, but how do we reach the people who aren't yet in that comfortable position of being able to reach out or empowered enough to reach out? So symbolically, I do think that Rome's, you know, was a part of that, that shift um, in philanthropy. For me, I think that the, the, the greatest moment is that you, and Kiyomi, Anna, I see Rye, I know you can all relate to this. There are nights when it can feel really lonely and it can feel like, I can't believe I have to keep doing this. I can't believe I have to keep begging for money or going out and doing this. And it becomes immediately rewarded when one person reaches out and says that made a difference. And I know you've already been experiencing this, but it is so beautiful to be out in the world and have people come up to you and say, 
I got a grant from Third Wave when I was a student. I got funding from the Third Wave Abortion Fund. And there are numerous stories that kind of keep on giving. And so as you two transition into this next phase, I hope that what you don't lose is the connection to those, those stories and the ability for people to kind of keep telling you their narratives and the difference that, that you're making. Um, I will also say that the, the, for me, while I want to celebrate the successes, I also think it's it's a constant reminder of when has an organization's time come. And as much as Third Wave has made progress, I still think there's so much work to be done. I still think the the leadership, the respect, the the authentic inclusion of young voices, young queer voices, young diverse voices is not yet authentically across progressive philanthropy and across progressive social justice movements. And so while I would wish at some moment that third wave could be wheeled out of existence, I think that the next chapter continues to be both a exciting one, but also a very necessary one. Um, so for all of you who are on this that have already doubled your commitment to third wave and been there for the long haul, I hope that you continue to do so because the work is is far from not not done. Um, with that, I'm going to turn it over um, to our next um, guest, uh, Paulina Helm Hernandez, who was the co-director of Southerners on New Ground and is currently the program officer at the Foundation for a Just Society. Paulina. Thank you so much, Amy. It is so lovely to be with you all, third wave political family, to be here to be able to celebrate Kiyomi and Anna's transition. And honestly, the legacy, the legacy of third wave um, and the part, the part, the different roles that some of us have played in that. It was so interesting when you were sharing, <laughs> going, taking me back in time, Amy. Uh, my The first time that I remember meeting folks from third wave was I graduated high school in 99. Um, so it was like between 99 and like 2001 uh, when I was, you know, a little baby youth organizer. Uh, working at the Highlander Center in East Tennessee. And that was one of the steps of the Rome's like tour was was coming through the Highlander Center. And I just remember like all day in anticipation, we're like, we don't know when they're gonna arrive. Like we don't know what time, like how many folks exactly were coming. Like we had been some kind of like phone triangulate, you know, before the cell phones really were relying on cell phones as heavily. So I just remember that we knew this little crew of young buck feminists was like coming down the road making their way up the mountain to get up the Highlander and just spilling out of the van. Like some people like a little bit cranky from being on the road for too long. And like, you know, and just, and I, and I remember being like, who are they? Cause just so much energy, but also so much political curiosity and being like, we're ready. This is what we came for. What's going on, you know? Um, so that was my first, like the first time that I remember meeting folks from third wave. And it's been such a love connection ever since um, because of the work that third waves was put on this earth to do. And because of the kind of folks that you drove into that mission and vision to help redistribute resources into the hands of the, from the hands of the few into the hands of the many in the service of feminist movement building and in the service of supporting young feminist leaders in particular, which made a huge difference in the South. How many organizations in the deep South and the rural South and small towns that we supported were able to get resources to do the kind of work that they did because of third wave over the years. So it's been such a, you know, such a love com connection because of that, because just seeing you do the work over the years and seeing a new set of people every time step up to continue to advance that mission. And since then, since I've joined philanthropy, it's been really actually amazing 
to work with you all in collaboration also in my former role as a program officer to figure out how we continue to sort of deepen on that shared work and also, you know, like actually recognize some of the gaps that like our feminist movement like hasn't invested in and some of the folks are like, are, haven't been as formally sort of getting the level of support that they need. Um, so I've really appreciated y'all's leadership in particular around trying to make sure that there's a lot more resources going into sex worker rights organizing, for example, as one of the ways that like a lot of our people are criminalized, a lot of our people have been helping to resource movement work since the beginning of time. I mean, I'm literally sitting here at the house of Gigi, the house that Ms. Major's life work uh, built, you know, and thinking about the role of sex workers in our movement and like not just around gender and sexual liberation work, but literally housing people, building infrastructure for safety um, every single day. And like the kind of the political generosity that it's infused in the rest of us. And I think the questions that it asks us about who is at the center of our work as well are really important. I feel like y'all bringing that question to bear with other donors, with private foundations, with folks that like haven't been there over the years to really continue to sort of center that question of who is it that we're trying to resource and how is it that we honor the legacy of the LGBTQ movement and the feminist movement? Like my heart is with you. I'm forever grateful for your leadership because you have helped to make more inroads around that. And I know that's one of the you know areas where we have been able to come in with some more support at, as FJS and wanna to continue to bring other folks to the table to continue to sustain that work. So, you know, like that's, I feel like so much of part of the legacy that y'all are leaving at Third Wave and also thinking about y'all's co-directorship. Like what a commitment, you know, it is to like to go in on a co-directorship and, and choose each other and choose this shared mission over and over again. I come out of a co-directorship organization, as y'all know, at Song. It was a decision that was made a long time ago when Song was started, but the decision, but it was a shift for Third Wave and we knew it wasn't gonna be an easy shift. And watching y'all step to that table, like with a willingness to make it work and seeing y'all have each other's back over and over again. I've actually seen y'all like both agree and disagree publicly and do that in a beautiful principled way that is helping to model for our movements that we can do this. We don't have to agree about anything. We don't have to be just mirrors of each other. We can be so much more. So just so much appreciation to y'all for modeling that over the years, like what it actually means to share power as feminist leaders and modeling that and creating Honestly, like mirroring something different to allow our folks that, that do feel lonely and do feel isolated because they do feel like being the executive director is the highest pinnacle of success in our sector. And I think there's, as you all know, it's so lonely up there. It is so lonely. So I, I think, you know, having made the political decision, but y'all being the ones that walked that all the way out, like just so much love and respect for the two of you. And just know that we have your back even through this transition uh, and welcome. Welcome to the forever third way family as you're stepping out of your roles and can join the, the ranks of the many cheerleaders that want to continue to see third wave succeed and continue to grow and evolve. Hello, everyone. This is Monica Trinidad, Third Wave Fund's communications officer, and I am loving what Paulina and Amy so beautifully shared about Third Wave's legacy and how Ana and Kiyomi have contributed to building upon that legacy. I've been working with Third Wave since 2017, uh, coming on board during Rye Young's last year as executive director. And I got to watch Rye pass the baton to Anna and Kiyomi, quite literally, actually, during this very epic moment on stage at our annual fundraising event called Gender Bash, back when it was in person in pre-COVID times. 
And as someone who came into philanthropy from movement and hyper-local grassroots organizing, knowing that Anna and Kiyomi were also coming from those same experiences was reassuring to me that I can be in these spaces and that I belonged in these spaces too. I got to watch Anna and Kiyomi come into their leadership roles completely unaware of the massive challenges that they'd soon be facing as COVID hit our communities and some of the biggest uprisings for Black lives in our lifetimes proliferated across the country. And we also knew that Anna Anna was quite possibly the youngest philanthropic executive in the country at the time they started. And Kiyomi was one of the first, if not only, openly trans women to serve in a senior leadership position in the history of institutional philanthropy at the time as well. So I'm holding all of that as I reflect on how Third Wave has grown under their leadership because it allows me to look back on their time with so much grace and so much admiration and honestly with so much astonishment at everything we were able to accomplish together in such unprecedented times. Not only did we raise and move more money to youth-led gender justice movements than ever before, we also made sure to prioritize staff capacity and wellness. We more than doubled the size of our team in order to sustainably do this critical resourcing work. And I can't say that we 100% nailed you know, the appropriate amount of capacity to match our resourcing growth because that would require so much more immediate funding in case any funders are listening. But what I have appreciated the most from Anakiomi is just their consistent commitment to listening and to balancing both staff and movement needs. And they've shown up for us and our movements with so much grace and so much humility. And this work isn't easy. It's not easy to know that our communities and movements need more resources than we can ever offer. And we still show up every day to do the most that we can to secure the money, to move the money, and to be steadfast in our commitment to challenging who is deemed fundable or who is deemed too risky. And I love what Paulina was sharing about how Anna and Kiyomi always center the who and who it is we're trying to get resources to, from grant making to our external communications. You know, philanthropy is notorious for crediting themselves for the work their grantees are leading or trying to insert their strategies to direct the work of their grantees. And that's just not what happens at Third Wave. And Anna and Kiyomi have been consistent in ensuring that. I'm so, so grateful for Anan Kiyomi's five years of leadership at Third Wave and all of the ways that they've propelled our resourcing work forward with so much compassion and care. So thank you, Anan Kiyomi, and we're so, so happy for you and we're rooting for your next adventure. Now we'll hear from Third Wave's current co-chairs of our advisory council, Adra Sankofia Tete and Loan Tran. My name is Adra Sankofia Tete, and I have the truly amazing honor of being the co chair of the Third Waves Advisory Council, or AC for short. Um, and honestly, I'm buzzing and bouncing at the opportunity to be in virtual space with and speak alongside so many people that I have such deep admiration for. So thank you all for being here with us today and every day and all the ways that you show up for your communities, for liberation, and for gender justice. Um, so I am one of the, I guess, the last of the old guard of AC members or stars, um, as someone somewhere at some point along this process deemed us, and it's really stuck. Um, and so when I joined the AC in 2017, after a couple years of being on the committee that helped to organize Gender Bash, and so thank you to Rye and all the former stars for this opportunity, um, you know, I didn't fully know what I was stepping into. 
um, you know, reproductive justice has been my guiding light and my political home for 17 plus years now as a young sex ed activist turned sexuality and breastfeeding educator, as a longtime clinic escort, fan of abortion funds, and as someone who now works to kind of support healthcare and social service providers to understand and operationalize what frameworks of equity and justice mean for their daily practice. And so I knew of Third Wave as a foundation that funded so many of the RJ orgs that I've learned from, taken direction from, and have been inspired by. But what I didn't know was how it was going to be such a beautiful experience that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Um, and Ani and Kiyomi, you all have been such a central part of that. Oh, I'm getting choked up, y'all. I gotta, I gotta get through it. <laughs> I gotta get through it. Um, but, you know, it's been an honor really to watch Third Wave rise from the seed that Rye replanted into this flourishing garden that is now um, I'm Kiyomi, the, you know, this flourishing garden that, you know, that you all have really been the water for um, in terms of making it grow. And so, you know, shout out to the staff and the former stars who really supported the leadership transition that brought Anand Kiyomi to us. I learned so much from that process that I'm able to kind of bring to this new one that we have. You know, so much of the vision that they initially proposed rings true today, even with the incredible growth that Third Wave has seen since they started. Um, they've led Third Wave with deep compassion, forward vision, vulnerability, and an uncanny ability to just get shit done but also knowing when to pivot, when to slow down, and when to reevaluate, and really kind of navigating that tricky balance of uh, what our movements are saying that they need right now, and what is realistic for our staff, and allows them to be able to take care of themselves. So despite all that Ani and Kiyomi have had to hold as human beings who are also experiencing this pandemic alongside us, um, they've also held an organization with a rich legacy of resourcing youth-led and intergenerational organizing um, that keeps us safe, that helps us get what we need to survive and thrive, that builds spaces that support healing and joy and dreams of the future and the now that ultimately helps us all get free. And so they've done the sometimes hard, long and beautiful work also of modeling what it means to embody our values and our commitments like disability justice, abolition and shared leadership, just to name a few <laughs> in the ways that we move internally as organizations. Um, and so we don't have all the answers and we've learned from the wisdom of others in the field, our grantees and more. But Ani and Kiyomi have really exemplified how we can move through that work with thoughtfulness intention, transparency, and truly centering what we know folks deserve, but often don't receive. And so their synergy and their connections as Cocos is like truly kismet. Like I don't, it's something from another galaxy, another world. Um, and they've built a model of co-leadership that is truly for the history books. One that has been and will continue to be something that people from sectors far and wide, whether it's social justice, philanthropy, gender justice, all our intersecting movements, the broader nonprofit industrial complex will look to for guidance and inspiration. And so in our work together, they continue to inspire me and further my curiosity for what's possible. And I'm so eternally grateful for their partnership, their compassion, um, their insight, their creativity, and their humor. They give me those belly laughs that make me start to build like 138th of an ab. So um, that being said, they've also given us possibility models for what it means to invite and actually foster a leaderful organization with all the amazing powerhouses that we have on staff at Third Wave. And so Ani and Kiyomi each have their own set of brilliance that they bring to the world in this work, but I know that they would agree too that their lights shine brighter because of the love, dedication, and support 
of all of you. So they're so clear in how they don't do this work alone. And so I think of I, uh, you know, I think of Ubuntu and I'm I am because we are. So we're super excited to have folks with us and embark on this renewed journey of searching for the next leaders to write the story of Third Wave, where Ann and Kiyomi will leave off. So uh, that being said, <laughs> uh, to speak more to Ani and Kiyomi passing on that baton, we're not going to hear from someone that I also have gratitude for, my comrade and co-chairship and national director of Rising Majority, the ever creative and brilliant Lone Tran. Hi, everyone. My name is Lone, and I serve on the Third Wave Fund Advisory Council as co-chair alongside Ajwa. I also wanted to take a moment to just share uh, my own personal connection to Third Wave outside of serving on the advisory council. A number of years ago, I was leading an organization called the Youth Organizing Institute, which focuses on organizing high school students, particularly queer and trans youth, migrant youth, working class black and brown youth here in North Carolina around the issues of school to prison pipeline. And Third Wave Fund was actually uh, YOI's first major multi-year funder who said to us, yes, the school to prison pipeline issues is a gender justice issue. And that recognition and affirmation of the work that we were doing on the ground to train up young people to organize and fight in their own names to transform their schools and their communities was really significant for moving the organization to the next chapter of its life. Uh, to be able to really focus in on training up young people, doing it well, waging campaigns that could really change the day-to-day -day realities of young people right in their classrooms, and set a different story about what safe schools mean. And that safe schools aren't possible without gender justice, safe schools are not possible without centering queer and trans youth, without centering black girls, without centering migrant youth, without centering disabled youth, and so on and so forth. Anna and Kiyomi have really uh, met that challenge uh, in a really incredible way. And under their leadership in the past several years, Third Wave has only continued to grow its own capacity, its infrastructure, which has translated to its ability to make more grants and organize more resources in the millions of dollars to youth-led gender justice uh, movements across the United States. It's really been incredible to watch Anna and Kiyomi uh, again, step into this leadership and lead uh, with so much generosity and so much love uh, for what's possible when we have strong and powerful movements that dare to be bold and visionary. I know we're spending a lot of time celebrating Anna and Kiyomi. Um, I also want to honor and recognize that it takes more than two to tango. I would imagine that myself, alongside with many of you here today, have um, these stories and these connections to Third Wave that is about Anna and Kiyomi, um, but also not. Uh, it's about a legacy of uh, incredible leaders like Anna and Kiyomi taking helm of Third Wave and making sure that the organization can continue to resource movements in a powerful way and a responsive way. There is also growing and intensifying movements of young people who are saying what used to be um, the ceiling is now the floor. Um, and so how are we going to take up that mandate and how are we going to take up that challenge and how are we going to make Anna and Kiyomi proud of what they built? I have an invitation uh, for each of us um, that we each consider what it's going to take for a new generation of leadership to come into third wave and to take what Anna and Kiyomi and this team has built and take it to the next level.
this is JJ. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, I was a consultant for Third Wave Fund from 2014 to 2022, and now am the development associate. Uh, so yeah, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about Anna and Kiyomi's leadership as co-directors is balance. So obviously they balance each other in their skills and responsibilities and personalities, but it goes beyond that. They are both so good at working together to bring nuance and depth to everything, from major org-wide decisions to creating an activity for a staff retreat. Anna is all belly laughs and spreadsheets and brings so much sweetness to Third Wave's organizational culture. Kiyomi is the coolest geek you know and is often our even-keeled practical presence. Together, they've taught me so much about how to balance joy and productivity patience, and a little spontaneity. Our movements need all of these qualities to survive and thrive, and Anna and Kiyomi demonstrate that incredibly well as our co-directors. Anna and Kiyomi's balanced leadership has been so key for building up the org these last five years. And more importantly, it's created a culture within Third Wave that honors both our capacity as staff and our commitment to doing this work. Anna and Kiyomi are amazing at knowing when to say no to things, gracefully, of course, that are not aligned with our core culture or values, and when to enthusiastically say yes to opportunities that would support our communities, strengthen our work, or just let us have fun together as a staff team. I am so grateful to Anna and Kiyomi for showing us how to bring these nuances to an anti-capitalist workspace. The strong culture of balance is crucial to Third Wave Fund's future work and our ability to keep doing it for as long as philanthropy exists. And now to Rai Young, one of Third Wave Fund's previous executive directors. Okay, hi everyone. I just wanna say, um, I think it's really rude how you made my accomplishments look really small, um, but we forgive you. <laughs> we No, but honest to God, um, I look back at Third Wave with nothing but Ah, uh, I do not have any like fear for the work because I know that the way that you build it, the way that you've done everything that you've done to this point has been about not just about growing, even though you did grow a lot, but about deepening and about being interconnected with so many people that even if there was to be fluctuations over time that like your deeper strength is in the meaning of the words that you speak. It's in the real authenticity of your commitment to the work. It's in the way that people know that you're real. And what I want to say about that is that I, I was helpful in seeing third wave through in a time when it definitely was like thinking about sunsetting. I knew that the ideas behind the work were amazing. I knew that everything I learned about social justice and about philanthropy just um, needed an opportunity to gain access to those resources that were out there. But at the time that we interviewed grantees and we were trying to figure out, should we try this thing, try to relaunch, knowing that we didn't have like, we didn't get bankrolled, like we weren't like given that kind of level of money at that time that is now coming through. When we talked to the grantees, um, it was my job to interview them and ask them what we should do. Like, should we merge into some other aligned enough institution? And they just said, 
unequivocally no. And they said, even if you give $1 away, you're a funder and we need you in that room. Because we need to know that there's someone in the room who, when we say things like liberation, and when we say things like trans justice, and when we say things like really owning the power dynamics between funders and grantees, that that has to like mean a thing. And they trusted Third Wave to be that voice. And that's why we stuck with it. It wasn't because we thought we would be this big one day. It was because we knew that that needed to mean something, and that still is so important. And so... It means everything to me to have been able to build a staff team, um, you know, an advisory council, and then eventually lead, <laughs> knowing that like the people who were in place could do that, you know, better than I could at that time. And so I just really want to thank you both. And now some words from the executive director at New York Foundation, Ricky Mananzala. Hi. Oh my goodness, I was doing a little math, everybody, and I think it was closer to 25 years ago, a little bit less, that I joined the board of Third Wave and seeing so many, <laughs> Liza and Amy and Mia and so many other folks that were a part of those, the different evolutions of Third Wave has been, as people have been referring to this as a reunion, and I think that's, that's exactly what it is. But I, I also think the really powerful thing about what this is, is everyone here is through the multiple generations of Third Wave really speaks volumes to the power of this institution, not just in the movements and communities that we support, but also the people that make up Third Wave, that we're still showing up to support people. But we're also here to support leaders like you, Anna and Kiyomi. And it's like, oh boy, I remember <laughs> five years ago when we made the commitment to, to support your leadership and in transitioning into the organization, we were working together at Borealis Philanthropy. And I remember when you both had your one-on-ones with me to let me know you were leaving Borealis to take on this um, these wonderful leadership roles at Third Wave. And probably in most circumstances, that would be, um, you know, really challenging um, news to get. And it, But in this case, it was like, these wonderful leaders are going on um, to be a part of this beautiful organization that had impacted me as a young person so deeply. And I couldn't have been more happy to, to support what you all were doing in your next steps. And just not shocking to any of us that what you've taken third wave to to these next uh, its next iteration has just been so amazing to watch in such a short amount of time a very difficult period um it's just been so um great to be a part of um working together and being a part of your journey and your leadership and if anyone has seen a more thoughtful transition or organizational approach tell me um in the chat tell me any other organization that you have seen like third wave from Rai to Anand Kiyomi to then beyond. Um, it's just been such a model, um, a model for youth leadership, a model for intentional kind of shared leadership um, that you are bringing all of us in and inviting us to be a part of this process, committing our time and resources and care to, to this community is just, it speaks volumes about um, you all. I'm so happy to be a part of this community. I love you both. Thank you so much to all of our guests and to all who tuned into this episode. Please don't forget to tap our show notes and learn more about our current leadership transition. And if you want to support Third Wave Fund at this crucial time during our leadership transition, you can do so by visiting our website at thirdwavefund.org donate. That wraps up Mic Check Episode 8. Stay tuned for the next one. This episode was produced and edited by Priya Didlani and Monica Trinidad. Our intro music was created and produced by Jordan W. Carter. And if you want to hear past episodes, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. And visit our website at thirdwayfund.org under podcasts to see episode transcriptions and guest information. 
If you like this podcast and want to show us some love and help our podcast reach beyond our networks, you can do so by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review, following us and liking this latest episode on SoundCloud or Spotify, or by sharing this podcast episode on social media. See you next time.